Good evening. Yep, Brian always makes takes the opportunity to clear his throat just before we get started. Let me take off the hat so everybody can see the lustrous manes. Oof, maybe not. Let's put that hat right back on. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> oh. What? Okay, well, welcome to After Service, <laughs> a, uh, a, a, a production of Open Door Community Church featuring Pastor Brian Ricketts. Hello. And me, Joe, worship leader guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening. Um, we're going to do something a little different tonight. I, I don't know if you don't, do you mind if we just jump right in? Because I feel like we, we're going to have an opportunity to talk about a lot of stuff. I wonder if we're not going to get through the whole article, frankly. And I, if, one of the things I'd like to do is to hear, yeah, there's no, there's too much. There's no what way. I'd be interested in is hearing what people think. You look gorgeous either way, Joe. Don't worry about it. Um, if people like it, we can continue with it, you know. Mm -hmm. And we can, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at a uh, <clears throat> an article that talks about five cultural shifts that are happening and how we need to be thinking about it. And uh, we can talk about the sermon next week um, that I just did and this following one because they're actually very connected. And um, but I and this spices it up. So I think it'll be really good. I hope people like it. I, I think I think this is a topic we really need to hear and think about. Yeah, and um, the article is is uh, by Carrie uh, Newoff. It's uh, on his website. He didn't write it though. Right. It's uh, five cultural shifts we need to understand to reach the West. Um, so it's written by Mark Clark, who is senior pastor of Village Church in Vancouver. I assume that's Vancouver, Canada, mm -hmm. and. Um, and uh, it's based on uh, or an adaption of a book um, by, by Mark, Mark Sayers. Yes, disappearing church. He he's a pastor in in Australia, who's okay. written a lot of different a lot of books on um, the, how the church can be relevant, cultural issues that are going on. I don't know a lot about Mark Sayers. I do know Carrie, and I do have a sense of where Mark is. He's an Orthodox Christian guy. Mm -hmm. One thing I'd like to say as we're getting started is that um, I would say, uh, for the most part, uh, I appreciate and am in general uh, in alignment with where Kerry Newoff is coming from. I think that he's yeah. got some interesting perspectives uh, that tend to be uh, very uh, relevant um, yeah. and uh, culturally uh, he seems to have a, a pretty good understanding of, uh, at least from my very limited perspective on as he interprets Christian culture and also as he interprets um, the uh, non-Christian or secular culture and its relationship with Christian culture. And, and I, I think you would even go so far as to say is that he may not be an expert, but he knows who to talk to who are. Right, right. Right. You know, and that's, and I can appreciate that with him. Is He's a wisdom guy. I tell people that. He's, you know, yeah, he's not going to give you a deep theological treatise on something. Um, but we don't always need that. What we need sometimes is just just how to practically do stuff. What's some good wisdom for understanding things? So Yeah. Well, what the, Go ahead. No, no, it's good. Go, go ahead. I wanted to jump into something here that's kind of prior to this. And it, 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 there's an assumption behind this entire thing that I think we actually, it's worth talking about for just a moment. And it's that the assumption behind it is that the cultural war is over and we lost. 
Oh yeah. That the we are we are not living. The West is not living in a in a Christian culture. We're living in a post-Christian culture, a non-Christian culture, a pagan one. Right. And and we we need. We may not like it. We we may not agree with it, but but too often I think what we do as Christians is we hear and we think about those things. And if we ever bring it up in a conversation, what I hear is um, head wagging and hand wringing. People get grumpy about it. They complain about it. They're maybe fearful about it, but it stops there, which is like going out into the rain, complaining that it's raining and not putting up a umbrella. Let's deal with the culture as it is and not go, well, I just don't like it. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't like it. Let's talk about how we deal with it. Right. And I think that's what this does. <clears throat> I, I I would agree that, yeah, that's the, the assumption there yeah. is there's an acknowledgement that um, maybe the first thing, and I, it doesn't explicitly say this, but maybe the first no. thing that we need to do is stop for a second and recognize that this is not the same Christian culture or a culture in the West that existed 50 years ago. No, um, it's not even close. <clears throat> no, and I think, you know, there's been a lot written about <clears throat> why there are differences there and there's so much nuance and stuff that my first response as I read this was, wow, that's, that I felt like they were painting with a really, with really broad strokes, but we can get into that. Right. As we're chatting about it, um, I would also agree that could be, there are five elements. And as I was reading through these, I went, well, that's a whole episode on the first one, you know. <laughs> it could uh, be. Yeah. Um, which is which is good. I think having um, a thoughtful conversation about about these things is good. There's and yeah, you, you and I have spent a lot of time sitting in coffee shops having conversations around topics just like this. So I just, what I want to say to folks who are listening is I'm going to pretend like you're not there to a certain extent because it's a conversation that I want to have. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be frank. Uh, and also to recognize that we can have a conversation where we're not a hundred percent in alignment and that doesn't invalidate anybody. And hopefully we can right. model that through this conversation. Right. right, absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to your your insights and thoughts on things. And and that's because what this is is again, as I started with the a minute ago with Carrie, this is a wisdom issue. It's trying to to interpret the culture, and there's no absolute truth to that that right. we have been given from on high that this is what's happening. We're not debating what happened on the cross here. What we're talking right. about is what's happening in our and so. Everybody, I mean, literally everybody who's trying to understand it is still guessing what's happening. And yeah, yeah, and, and we'll get to that in a moment, is sometimes they have to paint with very broad strokes. Sometimes there's nuances that we need to pull out, and that's right. fine, which right. we can talk through. <clears throat> but but my first point was just simply, I really want us Christians to stop going moaning about the culture being not Christian or not the way we like it and go, okay, how do I deal with it? Right. Can I, I'm going to re I'm going to restate that. I mean, uh, in, please do. If, um, if we adopt the role that we are, um, that we are subjected to things like the rain, right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we don't identify and grasp 
um, our opportunity to make our make this situation better or more tolerable or whatever, then we lose then we lose empowerment, right? You know, we don't have to stand in the middle of the rain. Right. So if we spend all of our time griping and groaning, we're missing opportunities. Yeah. And that I think is one of the big points of this article is like, here's some shifts. Let's acknowledge these and then use these as a way to modify our approach in terms of evangelism and engaging with culture. Um, Yeah. And even in how they're affecting us, it's and he says this, it's buried almost at the very end, just this idea that we need to think of ourselves as missionaries, which we've said that. But it's like if we were transplanted to Zimbabwe, we wouldn't be sitting there complaining about the Zimbabwe culture. We would be going like, how do I understand it so that I can actually reach the people in Zimbabwe? Right. We need to do the exact same thing here. Yeah, What's it, our it's. Culture? The difference is viewing it as an opportunity versus viewing it as a loss. Right. We got to get over the loss. Right. The loss of our America that we loved and grew up with. It's like right. it's not there anymore. Well, the Patriots, right? I mean, not to be silly with football, but yeah, Brady left. They lost. Same team. They lost. So they can dwell on the fact that Brady's not playing for him anymore, or they can adapt, rebuild, right? It's. Forward. Right. That, that, and I don't, you know, I enjoy football. Uh, I, I do know that he played for the Patriots and he went someplace else and then won a Super Bowl. But that's all I really know. Um, so let's, let's, let's tackle the first one. I'll go ahead and just read the title. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to read the actual, the whole point, but go ahead. Oh, you want me to read the whole thing? I think it's helpful to read through the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Especially well, if we're not going to go much further, probably, than sure. the first one. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's about six paragraphs. So um, I, I will re- uh, I'll go ahead and read it real quick. Um, the highest good is now individual freedom and happiness. That's the title. We've moved away from the class struggles of the 1950s and 1960s. In some ways, even the political struggles of the 1960s and 1970s as the main cultural centerpiece. Though, of course, we see this peeking through in every generation, even our own. Above that, however, is the journey into self. The highest priority for us as a culture and a generation is the individual and their autonomous identity and fulfillment. Over a few hundred years, Western civilization has moved away from theology and philosophy excuse me, as the main filter through which to explore one's identity to psychology. These days, it's all about us as individuals, how I feel, and what I think is the deciding factor of my reality, and thus the reality around me. Back in the day, the Bible, or other sacred religious texts, depending on which culture, set the standard on ethics, how people behaved, and what they valued. That's been replaced by experiences, desires, preferences, and feelings. Take marriage, for example. A married person may say, I am what I feel, and my feelings have changed for this person I've been married to for 10 years. That must mean that we should separate. Logic like this is why we've seen the divorce rate grow to five times what it was 50 years ago. When it comes to religion, people will say, I believe in God, but I won't go to church. I'm not going to let the church and an old-fashioned Bible tell me what to believe. Self has been elevated over God. 
Western culture tries to keep the good aspects of Christianity, things like morality, equality, and justice, while taking away its costs, commitments, and restraints. I have a friend who fights for animals in the environment. He's also a sexually liberated atheist. He says, you can't tell me what to do with my body, but I can tell you what to do with the environment. You can't tell me not to sleep around, but I can tell you not to go to SeaWorld. The contradiction is fascinating. No one wants morality thrown on them, but on social media, everyone is a moralist. As church leaders, we have to be able to push against this trend and actually speak to it. Okay. Did any lines stand up? Because stand out, there's several of them. And I know that you have a, uh, this is one of them, you have a little bit of a pushback. <laughs> yeah. I know where you're going. Oh, no, there's a, whole, there's a whole bunch that I don't like about it. There's just a whole bunch. Yeah. Like or agree? There's a whole bunch I disagree with. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that I would say is there is a, a very broad assumption that things were good, let's say, 50 years ago, as opposed to just being buried. You know, that the things that we see out in the open that people are uncomfortable with, which I don't, you know, there are definitely things that I'm not comfortable with in, you know, in secular culture. But there's kind of an assumption like, well, everything was really good when, like, culturally we were really focused on the Bible. And, and my, my pushback is to say everything maybe appeared good because you weren't seeing spousal abuse. You weren't. People yeah. were thrown in jail if they were if they came out as homosexual, so I wouldn't say there's more of that. I'm just it's just more obvious. That's like the first my first kind of response and, and to my that. My response is I didn't see that at all. I don't disagree at all with what you're saying. Of course, there's there was bad things back then. No disagreement. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily germane to the issue though. Um, like his point of that we've shifted from the Bible defining who we are and who our identity is to and and philosophy to to psychology, I think that's true. And I think the journey into self is true. But what are some of your other things that you disagreed with? Well, um, well, some of the things I do agree with, but the way they're presented suggests that it's a yeah. it's a um, it's a contradiction only uh, in the uh, on one side of culture. You know the idea that the and that this kind of made me laugh. The the um, the sexually liberated atheist, which to me sounds like a cartoon character. You know, <clears throat> you know, not a cartoon character, but a caricature. That okay. that when we say, and I, I don't disagree with this statement. You know, don't tell me what to do with my body, but I can tell you what to do with the environment. But well, you see that. Yeah, but I can also oh, flip yeah. that around and say. Um, you know, you can tell me what to do with my body, but you know, I, I can't control anything. You know, I mean, it, it's like, but you can't question my, uh, my faith or whatever. There's, um, I, I think there's an even contradiction there that we're all pulling against and fighting. We're all looking for the hypocrisy in the other person and we will find it because it's there. It's on both sides of that. Um, well, I mean, I mean, not not to get political too political, but there's definitely like, well, um, these things are really important to me, you know, abortion and and uh, gender identity. So as a as a, as Christians, we're going to fight against that, but we're going to ignore the 
the blatant immorality over here and pretend like it doesn't exist. Wow, you're coming at this in an entirely different direction than I was thinking. Well, but what I, that's what I'm saying. When I read that, I saw these broad strokes that's saying, uh, um, there, this is my, and Vanessa can attest to this, when she shared some things with me and I go, I, I can't really read this because it feels like it's written with such broad strokes, I have to question everything in it. Huh. And so when I saw some of those, there is a lot of assumptions. Yeah, there's not communicated here. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, that clouds some of the truth there, which is um, I do think that um, we are encouraged to explore our individual identity more than we ever have. Um, um, but it doesn't necessarily preclude morality or caring for others or. That's not what he's saying, though. What do you see? I mean, what am I missing? That's not here? at all what he's saying. What he's saying is, is today, who determines, who de what determines, if I'm representing people, yeah. the general person, not that there's always exceptions, and this is broad strokes, but what he's saying is, what, de what, I, what determines my morality is me, not the Bible, not institutions, I do, period. It's not that I'm not moral. Oh, I'm very moral. I have a very much clear right and wrong and what I think is true and what is false, all of that. Yeah. But nothing outside of me gets to decide what that is. I think I, there's, yeah, I think there's, there's a certain amount of that that's true. And, and I, uh, like my dad would probably agree with that. I remember he used to get really frustrated with me as in my 20s as I was you know, exploring my Christianity and learning more about my faith. And he was frustrated by the religiosity, you know, the not differentiating between faith and religion, where in his mind, because of the way people were hurt, religion was something um, that was in some ways amoral. Hmm. Be be it just is right. You know, there was uh, so there was such a um, a conflation between faith and religion that it felt feel right. It made more sense to him to say if somebody is good and acts in a moral fashion that that trumps um, people who adhere so tightly to a. Um, you know, to uh, the Bible or another religious text. I'm not saying I agree with that, but I understand it. So I think in that way, I would agree with what you're reading there. And I think yeah. ultimately what's being said, I agree with. It's just that the other elements that are presented there with it, in my mind, undermine what he's trying to say. And, and, and certainly there's some of the tone that concerns you. Uh, right, right. It, what I think if I was going to put it in just very broad terms myself, is it feels like a person who wants to wants you to accept that he understands culture, but that he's speaking in very Christianese tones, uh, and and okay. and that is of course a lot, in many ways the audience, but it put right. me off in a way. Because if somebody who was a non-Christian picked this up and read it, they would go, 
Oh, that's very offensive. It's very offensive. And I think that's one of the things that we really have to be aware of is Christian right. culture is, listen, is, is, as long as right. we're talking our own little code language, it doesn't mean right. we have to tolerate or condone, but we have to be really careful about this that. This is definitely an insider language, yes. insider conversation. Mm -hmm. It is, right. yeah. The other thing he's doing, which, is, and I really wish he would have put, and maybe I need to get the book, um, <laughs> he, he, there's no, um, there's no, 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 no citing sources help. He, he's giving right. you an abbreviated crystallized, um, information and ideas without any kind of backing with it, without all the steps in between. I've, I've, I've read enough books to go, well, I know I can follow where he's going, but I can see if you haven't, you've missed all of that. You know, like yeah. actually, I think I think the the title of the point is not helpful. That's freedom. I don't think it's freedom. I think self determination is a better thing. Right. It, the title makes it sound very shallow. I want to be free and happy. Well, that just sounds kind of hippy dippy to me, right? It, it's. Um, but it could be shallow, though, couldn't it? Couldn't our wouldn't you say well, our, sure. our societies become more and more shallow? Um, yeah, I think. I think you could, you can say that. Um, the title's still not good. <laughs> the title's still not good yeah. uh, because nobody wants to, it, what, what's interesting is later on they talk about how, oh, excuse me, I hit the mic, people are longing for authenticity. Yeah. But that seems counter to this, right? I want you to be real, but I want to be happy and free, you know? Well, just because it's contradictory doesn't mean they're both not true because there's, there's a lot of contradictory things being held in our society right now. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. So people want, I mean, it's like every day people tell me as a pastor, oh, I want to see the real you, see a real you. But if they saw the real me, a lot of people would go screaming to the hills like, no, I don't want you to be my pastor. And we know that's true. Right. Right. I, I completely it, agree with that. It, part of the problem with Trump, for example, is he was a little bit too real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's the idea, and Vanessa and I will have these conversations every once in a while with the idea that I'm glad you can't hear my thoughts sometimes because we wouldn't be married anymore. Right. Right. You know, because sometimes they're so hurtful, but that's why we have a filter. You know, right. that's, you know, we can acknowledge we're sinners. We can acknowledge that we fail and continue to strive to do better. And I think, uh, you know, it, going back to the title, the idea that, I, I I think we're all striving for happiness to some extent. Um, yes. And um, I think I don't I don't think it's completely on uh, on Christians, but I think we own a lot about how can we, we we've become very easy to reject, and we've played into stereotypes that aren't necessarily true. I get very frustrated with that. Yeah. You know, as I talk to people and they make assumptions about me uh, and how I act and what I believe, you know, based yeah. on, you know, yeah. but on tropes. And so I see this and I go, man, but, you know, we're, we're throwing stereotypes at each other and not really having a conversation. So I, I have to admit, I'm sensitive to stuff like this because I yeah. really I, I worry that if we're not careful in our message we're pushing people away okay and and i'm reading this 
to the extent that I possibly can as a Christian, trying to view it through the eyes of somebody that if I handed it to a non-Christian and said, what do you think about oh, this? Oh, I wouldn't hand this to a non-Christian. Right. Um, oh, I think, I think, and, and oh, golly, I just lost what, what were you going to say. There was something you, you said that I went, oh, yes, I need it. And he talks about that later on. Oh, the vulnerability, the authenticity? No, no, no. It was, it was something you said after that. I don't remember. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. Um, but, but the point is, is I think with, 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 with this first point, from, my under, from what I'm getting at it, is, is that we, we, we need to grasp that, that, that our society is very much individual, extreme individualism. That that I and this is not a new thought for me, and I could point out several books that talks about that. Even the, and I agree, he's not communicating it well. That's what the point was had to do with happiness. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it so I don't forget. But the the point is is that the that us individually are becoming the center of our universes, in an almost narcissistic society, and we see that every day on the on the freeway that people care more about themselves than anything else. That's a small expression of yeah. a general thing in our society. Well, I if, think that's his point. And if you look at the um, the deterioration of mainstream churches, you know, yeah. in the fifty, you know, fifties, sixties, whatever, you know, my, my like my family grew up as cultural Catholics, as in we all go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We know people at church, you know, uh, church was in many ways kind of the social societal hub of things. Which is not the case anymore. No. And I think part of that is, you know, we've got Internet. Um, we have so many different ways to connect that it that and this is where I'm in agreement with this, that it says you you're you're, you're just fine by yourself. You don't need to right. be part of this. And I think it's all about community. So as I they come back community. to this. These people but want they, community, but they also don't want community. <laughs> well, I think that truly they do. It's like a teenager when with it and you have teenage boys, right? They're pushing you away and pushing you away. But I think ultimately, you know, when you look okay, for teenagers, when you apply discipline and structure, they may they may resent it in the moment and appreciate it after the fact. I so. What you're I think that what it, I think what we're hearing is leave me alone. But what they're saying is, can you take the time to know who I am? And if you take the time to know who I am, then I'm no longer an individual. I'm part of your community. Yeah. So, and that's what I really think I want to take from this is how do we invite people to want to be a part of a community without, without dropping our morality or anything like that. But, how do we help people feel known and connected so that they want to be part of that community, that Christian culture that we used to know when that was ha- where everything was centered? The happiness piece was he does. And I, and I see your point of he paints that as a negative that all I care about is my happiness. Well, mm-hmm. I think, I think humanity has always only cared about the happiness. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, and we've had talks about that a lot. I yeah. Mean, yeah. The Bible wants, God wants you to be happy. <clears throat> the, I think the difference has to do with now they're doing it disconnected from something outside themselves from God, right. from the, from the old structures. And they're trying to find that in themselves. 
and that's not going to work. Right. Well, uh, we had this conversation maybe six or seven years ago, I think, the idea that there are people who are hurt who are seeking that are making choices that are not good for them. They're going for what feels right in the moment and neglecting what ultimately will satisfy them. And we have to trust that, you know, going back to the name open door, that if we, if we invite people, if the door is open, that when they're hurting and they're tired of hurting, that they'll come in. Two thoughts with that. Oh, compassion is the first word. And then the other one has to do with, and I remember the other thing I was going to say with that. Um, he, he says this way down in the article, this, that um, a friend of his had something, it was asking, it, it was asked the question of, you know, are you a, are, are you an atheist or something like that? And he goes, I, I don't even think about God anymore. Yes. It's not even right. a question anymore. And so you're, you, you, you said something like, you know, we have, we're really easy to reject. I think we're getting to the point where we're not even being rejected. We're not even being considered. It's hmm. not even an, it's not even on the table anymore. Well, just, no, no. I think yeah, I, mean, I how, think that's true. Yeah. Some of your some of our friends who don't know Jesus, will when was the last time they even thought about God? Probably not very often, unless we bring it up or something specifically comes up. They just live their lives without it. It's a. Uh, I, I would. I think my. My my thought on that is that they are aware of the idea of God. It just doesn't factor into right. how they carry on their day. Right. It has nothing to do with them. They know right. of it, but they're not like, eh, I got yeah. other stuff to think about. Yeah, Bill Maher. You know, it's a God is a construct for stupid people who are scared to die. So why should I spend any time thinking about it? Any more right. than I spend time thinking about the Easter Bunny. It's like, I know about the Easter Bunny, but why would I spend any time thinking about it? Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with me. The other one had to do with what you were saying is the, the – um, wow, this time is just flying. I know. I knew it would, yeah. Um, was this um, – th that they make a best choice for themselves in the moment without considering the long-term effects of what they might need. And I, I, my thought at the moment when you said that was I think that's happening much more frequently almost to that's all they do all people do in general. And what that response for me is, is rather than condemning or grumpy with them, but just to feel compassion that mm -hmm. they're not seeing the effects. I think we're a very foolish uh, society right now because we're, we're, we're making things based in the moment and on feelings. And it's like, but wait a minute here. You're yeah. missing some stuff. Yeah. I don't think it, uh, and realizing we're we're up against time, I wouldn't even tie that specifically to any lack of faith. I no. think I think it's actually has a lot to do with um, as science has become aware of the way the human brain is wired. That you know they're developing apps that trigger your brain to engage and for so instant gratification. Right. right here, right now. That's it. Yeah, it's all it's the instant gratification thing, and it's. You know, it's like heroin, not to be too druggy, but, um, you know, how many times does a Christian check Facebook? Yeah, about the same amount as a non-Christian, you know, um, and uh, or how many times are you checking for the likes uh, and comments and that kind of stuff? Is We are training ourselves to be, you know, immediately responsive and looking for instant gratification. 
And I, I think the center of our world. Yeah. So I don't think we necessarily need to embrace that, but we have to acknowledge it and yeah. in ourselves as well. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. This is good. No, I hope people are enjoying this. I haven't looked at any comments. I don't know if there are any. Oh, because, <laughs> because part of this is not just under, understanding the non-Christian friends and, and relatives, but how is culture affecting you? Because you're swimming in the same tank as they are. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. So in order to apply what the Bible is telling you, you need to understand your own culture. I don't know. Is there any comments or probably not a single one? <laughs> that they're all like, I'm playing, I have to find a new church. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't see any comments. Well, there's Do you four, have any comments? There's four people watching. I don't know who they are, but um, hi. Appreciate you. And uh, thank you for listening this week. It's a nacho night at the Brookhouse house. So uh, well, you, you may hear the dishes and stuff clattering in the background. Uh, well, I enjoyed this conversation, and uh, people would like to hear more. There are four more points that we can scatter in every once in a while. Yeah, there's one that I think we're just going to need to avoid, uh, but uh, but uh, I'll let you you figure. What we can number? Just say what number. Well, no, but if people read the article, they'll figure that out. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Oh, yeah, number four. Number four is just way... Uh, I don't know how I feel about so many of those things. I feel very, very uncomfortable. Um, but it's the same idea. Yeah. And it's the uh, same thing. Yeah. I think maybe the first thing we need to do as we come back is to read it and then go, what's your big takeaway from that? As opposed to what I did, which was go, well, I think this is garbage and this is garbage and this is garbage. But that was clouding me from getting the, the gist of the message. So maybe we can challenge sure. ourselves in that. Because what I really don't want to do is get into some uh, in-depth conversation about something that is hyper-controversial or, or that I don't even understand, you know. All well, right. and, and the point isn't to have a to make a judgment on it, but it's to understand why people are going in the direction they're going. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're trying to do. And that's what we need to do with this whole discussion of culture is rather judging it, understand it. Yeah. So that we can speak and we can present the truth to them and respond to them in a better way. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'd really like to hear people's feedback, whether it's um, in the notes or just approach us on Sunday or send us an email. If you do approach us on Sunday, wait until it's a good time during the service. Yes. If it's when we're in worship, probably not your best option. No. All right. All Thank right, you, Brian. Yeah. Thanks for sharing the article. I think it was, uh, it was a good conversation and fun to chat about. Yep. All right. You guys, you guys have a good night. We'll see you on Sunday. Take care, folks.